0: to the Wise Men, here podcast, another win to talk about as Sunderland go and beat Gareth Ainsworth's side, which is always nice. We'll also look ahead to a week, uh, a midweek trip to Blackburn. I join myself to do that, as always, Gareth Barker, evening. Good
2: evening, good evening, good evening, good evening.
0: Good spirits.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, why not? Let's say that.
0: Let's say that. (laughs) Okay. Um... Apologies, my, my laptop's doing strange things. I've been doing strange things all day. Um, who have we got? We've got Jack Oustwick as well, who's coming back on for his uh, second pod appearance, and you were down Loftus Road, Jack, as well.
3: I was, I, mate. Yeah. We good. With
0: good stuff. As was Mickey Luff, also with us.
3: Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, absolutely fantastic weekend. Fantastic results. So, cannot really complain. I'm still quite pleased about it now. Like, two days on, so that's always a good sign.
0: And you've just been... Formally introduced to Jack for the first time, and you've just worked out. You were sitting next to each other in the first
3: half without really knowing mm-hmm. each yeah. other. Yeah, <laughs> so we're probably like died with each other after we equalised without even knowing who we were. So that's always good. Oh well, <laughs> there you go.
0: Well, we it'd be good to get your perspective. Uh, uh, looked like one of the memorable ones. I think um, you're certainly going to look back on that one in a few years. As a as a good trip down to West London, aren't you? Um, right, so uh, you watch a match, Garth, I'm assuming, yeah? Just, yeah, just I
2: did through indeed, the old, yeah.
0: Through the old box, so I, I, I had to watch it at St. James's through the medium of FaceTime, which was a new one. <laughs> <laughs> literally, That's literally got, I, Well, yeah, it's, the press box nothing to do, so just go clear it, FaceTime it.
2: FaceTime um, <laughs> is match.
0: Just the match. The second half, anyway, I, I listened to the first half, um, driving there, so I had Nick and Ben for company on that one. Um and thought that best air burst uh, would score the first goal, because that's what they said. So that was a bit interesting when I saw the highlights back later. Right. Where do we want to start with this one? Uh, did we get O goal before the red card, by the way?
2: No. Um uh,
0: no. No. I don't care. Because at that point, everybody's fearing the worst, aren't they? Because they've got a goal down. That it looked quite close to me that, that the low goal, I, I wasn't convinced it was offside and I don't know what you thought because I didn't think it live watching it through the screen at the time because um, I've actually seen this bit before I left the house um, but with the benefit of a replay I thought Jack, I thought Jack Clark should have got a penalty in the first few minutes as well. Oh, I did, did as, as well. well. Um, from
1: where we were, it looks like you went down a bit soft, I haven't seen it back but
0: I, thought that, I thought that watching it live, I thought he's not getting a penalty for that. You saying you agree, Gareth? I, I, I thought he it was a clipped, pen. Didn't he? he got clipped. He, threw got them stu- his, him.
2: Yeah, he got stood on, didn't he? His ankle got stood on when he was uh, when he was going at the box by the lad on the left-hand side of him. Or to his left, I thought. But I think, to be fair, if you're looking at it, if we are kind of looking at it in that detail to see it, probably quite hard for the ref to give it isn't oh, yeah. it really so yeah. totally. I mean it could have understand. gone either it could have gone either way couldn't it? it's probably not one to like be fuming about but no but the me, offsa- no. I think the offside's a pool call I think he was on and uh I think you can see the, by the lines on the on the pitch um that he was on and generally linesmen have I think are pretty good now or assistant referees as they are sorry. Um I think they'd get most things right to be fair. Um I thought you got that one wrong, but it didn't matter in the end. I guess it was immaterial, wasn't it?
0: Certainly was. Um, what was the treatment of Jack called back like Mick before before the uh, incident? We
3: all know, um, um, well, naturally, every time he got the ball he booed, there was some obviously, um, chance we need to explicit this now some chance of they sad, jordy bastard at them, um, which were thoroughly merited and deserved, but then um, he's basically cost them the game, hasn't he, with that moment of absolute idiocy because. I think we started the game very promisingly, as Mowbray alluded to, but I think when they scored, they had a spell where the, they did get on top of it and we were struggling to get our kind of like fluid passing game going. We were keeping possession quite well, but it was quite pedestrian, the possession that we did have, and our build-up play was quite slow. And Jack Locke had an absolutely amazing second half but first half, he was trying the right things and trying to get past his man, but he was losing the ball quite a lot, so I think that moment did completely flip the game in his head. The two moments I think that decided the, the game was called getting sent off with that stupid tackle. And then that goal that we got right on half time, which was a bit of fortune with a deflection. Because I think with a Gareth Ainsworth side, if they get the 60 minutes still won the up, I think it's a very difficult game to get back into. But I think it says a lot, both like how QBR are and how good we are these days. At half time, I was speaking to a number of people that I know. And we unanimously said, like, that we will win this game at half time. because it just we saw no way that Ainsworth would be tactically astute enough to come out with a, a game plan to nullify us when they had 10 men. And the way we keep the ball out now, we're a nightmare to deal with when we've got 10 men. So I think, as I say, like at time, like in previous years, you'd be a bit on your edge, like, well, oh, will Sunderland come and win the game second half? But at half time I think I was really, really confident we'd go and get the job done second half, and we did.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I thought. I was just thinking, you know, before halftime, get a goal before halftime, just get a goal before, uh, before halftime. I think it was really important that we didn't give them the chance to to, to be buoyed by that that they got into the break at um, leading, and then and then they could really you know, concentrate on getting ten men behind the ball um, or whatever second half and, and come up with some sort of plan. Because as you say, Mick, I was the same. I thought as soon as we equalised, I thought, well, well, we'll win this now, and good place to be in that is that the, se- the sense. Uh, that you all had at the match as well, Jack, would you agree?
1: Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. Like, I remember when when they went down to 10, I thought, if there's one team you don't want to be down to 10 minutes against, it's a team that when they've got 11, they'll camp behind the ball. It's just, I thought it would be really tough to break them down and that's what I thought for the, the remaining like 20 minutes or so after callback got sent off. Eventually, as Mickey said, we got lucky with that deflection and got away with one. And then you come on a second half, you expect us to win. I just thought, it would be tough because all they're doing, they've got the keeper um, and eight men behind the ball and just hoofing it to Sinclair Armstrong every time and just hoping to get a break. That's all they were doing. But I think it was always, once we started, we came out second half, dominated them. We always knew we were going to win from that point, I think.
2: I was actually thinking there's one team you probably don't want to go down to 10 men against. It's us.
0: Yeah. I think both like, can be true though. I was yeah, thinking about this earlier because like, I saw I saw the that QBR blog that when and that's what the guy said, sudden so would we'll be and, and I agree, and I think that's why we all thought would win. But I actually thought at the time as well. The other thing is true as well, like that is a team you might not want to go against. So
2: first half I thought we were just a little bit slow to move the ball. I thought I slightly disagree with Mick, I thought Clark actually had a bit of a sloppy spell in the second half, in the middle of the second half. Um, but I thought first off him and Pritchard when he came on, um, basically controlled the game. But it was just all a bit laboured bark. It didn't quite work. Um, for him, he kept on having to come inside all the time. He just seemed reluctant to go down the line, and then we were going back into the bodies when he was cutting back in and then playing the ball back inside. Clark was the only one I thought really looked like he might make something happen, and obviously. Really poor um, defending for the goal for the first one where he's just watched him. I think it was Smith um, just watched him walk past him and then him get his shot away. A bit of luck with a deflection, but I think he probably earned it. Um, and then I thought, I mean, we're all talking at half-time in the group chat about like, well, what would you do to get Roberts on? And I think most people were going, well, you probably take Bar off and bring Roberts on. And then when Roberts comes on at half-time, nobody can... CU's gone off, everyone's trying to like work it out because I don't think really anybody had thought make that change and I think what we're learning is and certainly the last two games indicate this and really it shouldn't be in doubt that from a coaching perspective and a management perspective um, we are very impressive I think um, I think done a doesn't get the credit he deserves for the job he's done in a way, it kind of just feels like he's just kind of I don't know what I mean. Some people might disagree, but I just feel he hasn't had the credit he deserves for the job he's done. He's been given the players. He hasn't really got a say in what he wants. It's like this is the plan. This is the group. You get the best out of them you possibly can. Um, and at times of football we've played has been brilliant. And I thought, I thought second half, like we, and yes, we were playing against ten men, but honestly, thought so this looks like a team that could actually have a go this year. It really did. I thought we were just so, such a swagger about the team. The technical change was brilliant. I thought Roberts going to that, it was almost a bit like the way Ahmad and Roberts interlinked with Barr and Roberts, but the other way around. So it was like, Roberts was the one who came more inside and did what Ahmad would do for, for Roberts last year. Just gave Barr that freedom down that side to, to, to get involved a bit more and, and make him a little bit more dangerous. He was going out in behind a lot more and getting to the line a lot more in the second half. Um and it was just to really but we just look it, it was funny because you take so long to get back to the championship and we've got there. And we look like a team that's like been in the championship
0: we look ready for a lot
2: ball. for a long time. Um, we look
0: right. we look like the trajectory's gonna take us out sooner yeah. rather than later. The issue is a game we're looking at it now it's, it's keeping the players, I guess. <laughs> they keep on yeah. they keep on making waves like this. I bar performance, Mick, was incredibly significant. I thought we we had a debate myself and Gareth and James last week about whether he would actually start or whether he would go and bring Roberts back in and I think I think me and James thought he might continue and because he'd he'd made such a good he put in such a good performance against Southampton, which was—it felt like a long time coming in a way, because he'd been so wasteful in that position before before that in games prior. Um, but he made a he made a a great contribution in that game, and then he's followed that up, hasn't he, with, with yeah. this one? Not only the link-up play with Roberts, as you know, as we all know, because we we haven't had, you know, we thought we'd all lost that for good. with Ahmed Laden, but he's he's gone. We said it about Clark last week arriving in the box from the other side of the pitch. Yeah. If a winger can add that to their game and it's another attacking quality that a team's got to put it with, which I don't necessarily think we had last season And no. two games in a row, we've had it. It's, a, it's, a, it's an outstanding finish. That was my favourite goal on the lock bars.
3: It was. I mean, um, I've seen some quotes from Morbry today. And again, it goes back to the point Gareth made, I think, like, tactically, in terms of the quality of his coaching, it, it's straight ahead of what we've had for a very long time. You know, um and I think he's a very good man-manager. I think um, that was shown because it was a very clever tactical change to get Huggins off at half-time because he struggled a bit in the first half. I think Huggins, he did okay, but I think it's a five, maybe six out of 10 performance and that's natural because he's been out for so long. So I think to get him 45 minutes to get him out because obviously we're not going to have certain or release available on Wednesday. I think that was a, a stupid thing to get Huggins 45 minutes under his belt, getting him off and hopefully he can last longer down Blackburn and he's had the 45 minutes under his belt. But going back to Barb, which was the question that you asked, I think he was really good at the weekend and I watched the, uh, I watched the full night back yesterday because I was throwing me, my um, parents and like maybe dad sometimes would like to watch a game back when we've won. And it just said to me, because like a few weeks ago, I remember when we were down pressing, Preston, we were saying Barb, he's a very bright player. He's skinning people for fun, but his decision-making lets him down time after time. Well, I think his decision-making was so much better on Saturday. Um, he was retaining possession really well. He was really like confident on the ball. He was So it looks as though he's had a lot of coaching recently. And as you say, like, Moabrie made some quotes, sorry, which I was um, learning too early, but he's been like made a conscious effort to get players to be attacking the back post and to try and get goals through that way. Because obviously, without having the focal point, we've had to look at some more creative ways of scoring goals. And even though we've got the strikers in now, I think... That's continue which is really good and Bar, like it was a it was a really if a striker scored that goal the Bar score would be absolutely delighted the area he got into and the way he took his finish so calmly I mean me and Jimmy in the second half we were like pretty much right behind the goal and he just kind of arrived from nowhere one it's such a composed mature finish from someone who hasn't necessarily shown that composure in the past so I'm absolutely delighted for him but he's finally getting his rewards and to be able to get Paddy Roberts on the same pitch as Barr, I never thought I'd be able to see them link up effectively. But I said exactly the same, Gareth, coming out about the comparison between Ahmad and Roberts. So, as I say, I think it was just an afternoon where, after the start of the season we had, I think I came out of that game thinking, yeah, we can really at least make a, a concerted push for a playoffs, if not better. So, I think it's a great place to be, and I really do. I'm chuffed for, I'm
0: chuffed for Bar. like I, I'm really happy that he's that he's that he stepped up. It's only two games. You know, and was only two games, but I'm I'm just really happy for him because we That's... we needed it, didn't we? We we needed these players to start. You, know, you look
2: at Bar, and step I thought initially looked he had a stinker against Cardiff in that sort of sort of eight position, where he really played, and then. But apart from that, I thought his earlier performances. He looked quite good, and then he just seemed to lose his way a bit. Like it was, he didn't know what he was. I think we kind of talked about a few weeks ago. You know, he, he's had so many different positions in the, and he's played nearly for, probably forty games in the championship, um, and still don't know what his best position is. Well, it's early days, but maybe, maybe he's a winger after all. We don't know. I guess we'll find out um, in time. But it's, I thought it was funny seeing. Aushish, as, it, as it's apparently pronounced. Um,
0: what have you gone with?
2: Aushish. that's apparently what it is. So, um, He uh, touched the ball more, I think, in 25 minutes. And Bar- uh, uh, Lahadji touched the ball for the club in about nine months, I think, in that 25-minute spell. Um, you kind of look at that and go... But he wasn't... I thought he did pretty well for somebody coming into the game... And you know, first game in English football, that kind of thing. And I thought his ball into the box was like for bars goal was pretty impressive. It's like a kind of well, there's nobody to hit or so hit the area, and hopefully somebody will stick it away. And uh, I thought he's looked really bright and wanted to go on the ball, and he had a lot of touches. And I thought that was a really positive thing. And we've obviously got Russin to to come into the squad. We've got um. I thought Burstall. I know he was quiet, but you could you could tell we had a, a yeah. striker on the pitch. Like you could feel it. We've um, always
0: said that it's about the shape, isn't it? As yeah. much as anything, yeah.
2: And I thought he did. He worked. I think he was a bit unlucky. He made some good runs. I think he got in from a Pritchard yard pass in the second half. I think it was. where he just. or it might be in Robert's way. He just slipped him in, and was the keeper just got the wood ahead of him. Um, but I thought he worked pretty hard, and he was a presence. And you could feel. you could feel his presence on the pitch. Um, I think that's a positive thing. So if you look at it, you're not, you know, we're in a situation where we've got, you know, two center forwards there. Um, in in those two players, um, as options potentially.
0: And, and, and got, I thought
2: me I thought Hamid did well when he came on. He, he touched the ball a lot more. Should have scored his header. He's had two good chances in the last couple of games and he should have scored them both, really. He kind of should have headed the ball down. But at least he's got the, into the space to win the header, whereas before he was just marked all the time. Um, so I thought that was a positive thing. So Is it is you
0: know. it is it too critical to say that he he, he he maybe should have brought him on earlier? Because as we've all just acknowledged there, as soon as we equalise, we know we're winning the game. So certainly when we go 3-1 up... Will there ever be uh, as much of a sure win all season and an opportunity to give him as many minutes as possible? If that makes sense, probably when he four
2: 0 up at halftime against Southampton, you probably didn't. That's probably a <laughs> sure <laughs> win, but yeah, but he did bring him on for a while. That's, nah, matchup. we He's come on, we were all point. thinking
0: it all. 4-0 you know, at halftime. It was 3-0 at time. No I, said, no, I said just after halftime, oh, okay, time was right. 4-0, wasn't it? I, so, I think we were all point. still a bit like, oh, these are fancied, you never know.
2: <laughs> I mean, they saw them against Leicester. They're the team that wow. haven't learned anything in a week, or two weeks. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, I think that's been hypercritical, but it was just something there that, that I was thinking about. This is interesting, Jack, that, that you know, like I've said now, the two... Centre forward options you suddenly have. Then, if you need to try and um, fit some of these other players at the side, we know that it can work with with somebody like Joe being the most advanced. Which is not us suddenly calling for something we've been slagging off for the last few months. But in certain op- in certain aspects of some games, that could work. Um, he's got a decision now to make about how he fits some of these players in because if you want that li- if you want that link up with Bar. And Roberts, then somebody like Job might have to come out of the team, and yet he could have had Hatrick on another day. You
2: know, his uh, uh, yeah.
0: finishing was a bit sharper. I
1: feel like that. That's uh, I think Morbus said something like this: the fact we've played without a strike of so long, the players are now used to this, having to create these chances of ways, and we still scored loads of goals in that period. So the players have got used to that. So now find a way to play with a striker. It's like when burstall came off. It wasn't a like-for-like because he didn't bring him here on straight away. He brought him here on later on in the game. So, again, even just little moments, playing without the striker, like trying to adapt to a different sort of game state. And it all depends on where we're at as a team. Um, What sort of chance we're creating, what team we're playing against, what like a low, mid-block type thing. Who do you bring on, the striker? Could we see two strikers? We haven't seen that in however many years now. Um, You look at... The amount of attacking options we've got obviously Robert, Barr, Clark even Dewey on the bench, Job, Dak, Pritchard so many going forward and that's not even naming a single striker so to have that many options it's it's a good problem to have but yeah you do look at how you fit these in and it's probably a good job that a lot of them are younger because that's when you integrate them into the team and soon people will find their form like none of them are yet to score for us but like, um, like Gareth said about Hamir, like as much as he's got into them places, he's he's missed the chances, but I think it shows signs of a good strike if you can peel off a defender and create the space for yourself to get into the chances. The finish will come with time and more practice, but I think yeah it's I think it's a good problem to have to have as many numbers as we've got,
0: hopefully it works in 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 terms of just his mental state where you know, perhaps he was just feeling the fact that he's number nine and we didn't have anybody else and all this pressure on him. And it's a lot of pressure to put on somebody and Mowbray's taken about the fire line correctly, in my opinion, even though, you know, we, 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 we can argue and say, and we were very much saying you need number nine just the shape as much as the performance at times. But I think that was a correct thing to do. But now he's in a position where we're scoring goals all over the place. There's a couple of lads in front of him. He'll now be thinking, Mickey, I've... I've if I want to be involved, I've got to I've got to make this work on myself now. I've got to I've got to join the party.
3: Yeah, hundred percent. But I think it's just like we've alluded to, the fact now we've got like a few more options options up front and then we're so comfortable, even like later on in the game, sometimes occasionally playing with like, jaw the middle or something. I think that it's a perfect opportunity to ease him in. One thing I will say, I do hope he scores his first goal sooner rather than later. Because when he missed that chance, like when he came over to the fans at full time, initially he looked really, really deflated and almost like annoyed with himself he hadn't scored the goal. But obviously, because we've only got like kind of a bit of a, a hero's reception almost, and obviously, like that fan, like Chuck the he put it on, he was like kind of dancing in front of the fans and that. And I think that was a a big moment to kinda of say, Yeah, he might not have scored yet, but like we're right behind you and like it's just a matter of time. But I just hope he gets our first goal because I think he's got um he's got the raw attribute, he's very powerful. and um, we saw him pre season. He's good at like kind of like occupying space in the box and finding that space and like getting headers in. So let's hope that he can just kind of um, keep on gradually developing and get that goal as soon as possible because I think he needs that to get up and running. Because how many times have seen this before with strikers where we've looked at it and gone, he just needs a goal, he just needs a goal, and that goal doesn't come. And then eventually, just go with scoring like one or two goals or something, it just essentially gets off a mark. Yeah. I'm you think gonna what say Steven weeks.
2: says though, on that though is because we brought the other, like when it's just him, I kind of get that where it'd be like, Oh he's not scored yet, he's not scored yet, but now we've got the options. It, I agree, but I'm talking
3: late. I'm talking from his personal viewpoint. I'm not talking right, from like okay. the I'm okay, talking okay, from like yes. his viewpoint, I'm not talking about the for the supporters. I think I yeah. think we'll give him the, the greatest period, but I just think for him, like a young lad, this is his first like proper senior football in like professional in a league with like kind of like full time men teams, you know. I think it's just for his confidence that he's got off the mark. We create, yeah, you know, gonna thing is, we're
2: we're going to create chances, aren't we? In most games, completely, so completely. If, he gets, if he gets if he gets on in a few games, but then he's got to get on the bench now because when if Russian was available, do you think Russian would have been on the bench instead of instead of Jameer? I mean, Bennett wasn't on the bench, was he?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so we've
1: well, gone from a situation where we were had nothing to know Who do you put in? Like, who do you leave out? Cause... At what, but we 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 naturally play with one striker. We're, we're yeah. never really going to play with more than one. So then you have one, two on the bench. So then we've got four. So guarantee once we left out when my end is fit, that is. So
2: I think Rustingham played from a wide area, can't he? So yeah, there's that. Um, but
0: it's good. It's a nice. Yeah. We see we to be having this all cliche, nice, you know, it's a nice problem for the manager to have. Well, it's funny, these, isn't it? All these players playing so well.
2: The whole strikers argument was well. well there was no point signing the strikers because we only play with one anyway, and you wouldn't get in, you wouldn't get on in the in the team. Now we're talking about having the strikers putting a bit of not pre- different kind of pressure on Hamia to perform, um, which may be improving his performance. Um, so you know it's it's an interesting dynamic. I think one to mention Job again because. I just think like, I look. He'll be sold for like millions, but like he will be because he's got everything. Like he he's going to be a like an he'll play for England. He, he will like he's like he yeah. looks for a kid of his age. Um, his touch, where he carries a ball, his vision. You know his desire to get his like is to get in the box, maturity. You know the way he's like taught a referee and things like that, and understands the game for such a player of such a young age. Um, you kind of feel like it's inevitable that he will be playing in the future for a top team like a, you know in England and playing. So, regularly for his for his country that's how kind of when I know it's like a big call or whatever but you can just see it in him His physical presence you know is you know for for a young lad it is you know you know when you're at school and there's like there's one lad who's like just massive <laughs> like he's like that and then he's just Nicky Loftwee on the camera there. no <laughs> but like you know what I mean it's just like it's like it's like puberty and then just turns yeah. into like a bloke it's like yeah. basically that is him uh, you, you know he's going to be i think he's going to be uh, a real yeah. a real
0: player and and as much as he's going to you know have job on the back of his shirt and and um you know good old dodgy goes on the national radio to do to do uh, interviews about uh, about Jude Bellingham saying you know they need to be you need to forget that the brothers treat treated individually that just that's just not how it works and he's so good but he will have more on our eyes on him, yeah. because of who he is. That's just that's just a fact.
2: The way he um, plays is very similar to his brother.
0: Yeah, I thought I was saying, very I similar styles yeah. of
2: player. I thought well, watch you saw the um, England the Scotland game, and you can see Job doing that. What he did, what Jude did for that third goal for England,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that style of player, the position he picks up. The moving the ball into space and releasing it at the right time, all that kind of thing, protecting the ball. He protects the ball really well, Um, comes out of some spaces um, with the ball that he shouldn't really. Then I just got, he's got something about him and he's. I just think he's going to be like, you know, we'll sell him for a lot of money down the line.
0: Finally, before we we will have a bit on the Blackburn, uh, upcoming Blackburn game, uh, is Dan Nails' transition. Into a different kind of midfielder, complete now fully. He's he's not. We've always thought Daniel had a little bit going forward, but if we're being frank about it, he's got nothing compared to some of these lads who are playing now, in that respect. And I feel like as much as we were crying out for you know a Corey Evans type to come in for the majority of last season, because it was clear there was a hole in the middle of the park. I feel like in the last two three games, that's not been as evident either. I feel like almost he's transitioned into that player now. He's come
1: on tenfold defensively. Totally agree with you. Like there was points last season where like I've I've always been a huge huge fan of him, but like you see a lot of people that never really rated him, and i have never really seen it. And it was mostly because of the defensive side of the game, giving the ball away. But now his retention, the crispness of his passing, but then. When we're off the ball, yeah. he reads ball. the game absolutely brilliantly. He, he, he's paired beautifully when uh, he's with Equa as well, because they both do that job very well, but are both very progressive when they get the ball as well. So I think it's a beautiful, beautiful like, link up we've got in the middle there to then supply the abundance of forward players we've got.
0: Okay, exciting stuff. Right, we'll have a little break. We're going to hear some uh, uh, some. Fun reaction from down at Loftus Road that Jack kindly uh, sorted out for us, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the Blackburn game. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash/achieve today. Right, so
1: I'm here with uh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, what did you think of the game today, then, mate?
2: I spot on. Well, uh, we started the game slowly. Obviously, Q, we all went ahead, but I think after the sending off, uh, we really put our authority on the game. Like, I don't know what Colback was playing at. I think he let the occasion get to him. But uh, now, uh, to be honest, there was only one winner after that. Uh, scored just before half time. I think that's helped.
1: the second half. We came out the second half even better than we finished the first. And aye, we could have scored four, five, six, seven, to be honest, in the end. So I don't know what Gareth Ainsworth's is all about. Like, I don't want to be watching that every week. I'm glad we've got Mowbray as the manager. Right, so I'm here with... Daniel. What did you think about the game there, Daniel? Ah, oh, I, I had a bit of everything, I thought. I thought it was class, I, I thought it was class. Um, we need to find a way of playing Bar and Roberts at the same time, because that worked so so well down that right-hand side.
3: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah fuck
1: me.
2: New Ahmad and Roberts?
1: Oh, well, he's got a big shoes to fill there. Bar thinks he's as good as Ahmad, but... I was, he, he's
0: getting better every week isn't
1: he. I think we'll kick on from here it's only got better the performances haven't been bad it's just been about finding a way through so I'm here with Sol Sol, what did you think of the game mate? unbelievable yeah? unbelievable as me Begovic tell them been, if you saw the first goal Sol I didn't see the first goal I, I won't lie I was there in the concourse for the first goal I do admit <laughs>
3: but the second goal and he got my teeth knocked out <laughs> Because some lad knocked us. At the end of the day we've won, have not we? So day. who cares? Exactly. My teeth are still on just on
1: little little thread. But who cares? Right. That has me a big of a chance. Solomon's it was unbelievable. Big so big so big three big points.
0: Big. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to the Wise Men's Here podcast. Right, we've all just established that we're quite excited about this group of players and how they're playing at the moment it throws up all sorts of selection dilemmas for Tony Mowbray. Not a bad thing. Who even wants to begin in terms of predicting what sort of lineup we're going to see against Blackburn? Because I feel like it could be absolutely anything. Does Bar start? Does Robert start? We don't know if Eck was going to be fit. You know, does does or start again? It's it, there's so many. There's only so many players you can fit in this starting eleven.
2: Is Russell available yet? Has he had his clearance visa, whatever? I don't know, but what he needs. Nothing being
0: settled,
2: I think. Seems to take long. Teams were taking a long time.
0: Those uh, three,
2: maybe three weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we signed him on deadline, but
0: well, let, let's, well that say, let's, days, let's. That
2: was eighteen days. That was eighteen days ago,
0: let's wasn't say it? Say so... He's not going to be like even if he was fit. I don't think he would be in consideration to start, would he?
2: No, he's been injured, hasn't he? But I'm just I'm just saying, I wonder if he'll be in the in the squad or or whatever, you know.
0: Uh, I just so. my main, main up player. We we we'll record this on Monday, so you know, by the time you're listening to this you may have a a clearer idea to that. But let's I mean, if he is fit, Pritchard's I know we say we like Pritchard as a sub, but Jesus, he can't do any more, can he the, the performances he's putting in when he comes up, off the bench and then Roberts has played so well when he's come on oh wait, yeah. Mick give us, give us something what on earth uh, earth's going happen on, on Wednesday
3: I think the only concern about starting um, Pritchard would be I think yes Dan Neal has been great in the holding midfield role but I think you're asking him to do a bit too much if Ekwa's not in the side I don't know how you solve that because we don't have another kind of orthodox holding midfielder. so I think Pritchard will have to start, if Ekwa isn't available, but I do think that would be a bit of a worrying a concern for me because I think if we were playing against a better team than QPR, and we didn't have quite so much of a ball because our average position on the pitch, like I've seen in the map at the end of the game, it was a joke, it was kind of like really camped in their final third about six to seven players. So that would be a mild concern. I think at the back we've got a dilemma because I think Morbury um, has said that he was half-tempted at the weekend to go with... Um, or 9 at left back and put one of the new lads in the centre half because he was worried about Huggins standing up to like a full 90 minutes and I'm still not sure if he's capable of like completing the full 90 so it just completely depends on how the game's going like how we use the sub so I agree I just think we've got dilemmas all over the pitch and I know I'm not giving like a solid opinion on who I think should play but I just think there's so many more questions and actual answers I think the one thing I would say I think burst would definitely start him up front again you know he got 60 minutes in the tank the other day He's been in and around Chelsea's first team over pre-season, played quite a lot of minutes. Like He's been involved in the matchday squads early on, so there's no reason at all why he can't start. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the, um, the lad that came on at the weekend. I don't know I, I'm don't i just not going to try it, but I certainly think he would have be able to have an impact off the bench because I think he's very like first-team ready. I think out of the lads we signed on deadline there, he's the most first-team ready player. So I think, as I say, style is all over the pitch, but Apart from the, the centre midfield dilemma, I think an would for quite good problems to have and hopefully Warbury finds like the correct solution and we'll get another positive result down
0: there. I think what do we think about Bellingham dropping a bit further back to to play that role alongside Neil? That seems like the most I would if much rather pl- him be doing that than Pritchard doing it. If, if you play it-, it opens up a number ten spot for Pritchard or Roberts or even Bradley Dackler, who who we might start. I mean if you
2: if you're sticking with that setup, but obviously we miss if we if we have the issue at left back, then is there a temptation to go at the three, push Hume into the back three with, with Ballard and nine Um and then you've got your you Clark on the left. Do you bring Roberts in on the right? And then you could potentially play a box midfield there with Pritchard Barr as your two behind the forward. And then Bellingham and uh, Neil as you t- other two, um, I mean that that's not an a, option. Bad. But you, it's like you know if you want to get Bar in because he deserves deserves another game, um, he's not going to. I wouldn't put him in it as a wing back. But yeah, I mean that that could be a a, a solution. Or you play Hume as a right wing back and bringing oh, one God. of the budget wellburn Blackburn. well it's not we're not really messing around with that. It's a probably continue It's a continuation from the weekend because we went to a three at the back um I know a slightly different scenario because we were playing against 10 men um but I'm just thinking you know how do you get how do you get um those players into the team um are we putting square pegs and round holes a bit if we don't change the shape. We're That's talking about nice. moving 0-9 to left back, and I'd then we're put, putting no, Steel just, or Triantis in. I'd, I I'd don't the, know. i back
0: four the same personally, and I'd put Bellingham Bellingham. So you'd
2: start Huggins again?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Mick said, hopefully, he's just he's just brought him off because he didn't want him to risk getting injured. Okay. And he's got 45 minutes under his belt, and then he goes again. Um because I, I, ideal, and it could, it could depend on his fitness. But ideally, I'd be keeping the defense the same. I think I would just drop, I would just drop Bellingham back into that, into that equal role. If was not fit, because Eggo could be fit, it was a dead leg, and, and sometimes people can recover from those. So, um, this is on the presumption was not going to play. I'd drop Bellingham back, and then he's got a decision to make about the number ten role, hasn't he? Whether it's, I think you know, Roberts might be a bit ambitious from the start to play in that role.
1: I mean, think what's difficult about it... Where Roberts worked on Saturday, we played, we moved to a three-back, playing against playing 45 minutes against a team, you know that the majority of that were going to be camped around the box. Roberts, in that right half-space sort of role there, linking up a game, we're playing a game that, all going well, It's going to be a lot more open. Blackburn are going to hit us probably just as much as we hit them. It's going to be a lot more open. So that means if Roberts is playing that role, he also has to do the midfield duties. Are we really confident that he can do that? Like he was in a creative position on Saturday, counter on the box, could link up obviously for the ballard goal, he played that ball to Robert, uh, to Pritchard, sorry, in that position. But when you're looking at it off the ball, we didn't we didn't really see much of that on Saturday, but I think on Wednesday night we'll see a lot more of that. Um but then how do you drop bar? How can you possibly drop bar after two performances I, I
0: wouldn't I wouldn't be. I I've got a I've put a sneak. Don't know where I'm getting this from, but I've just got a feeling Bradley Duck's going to emerge from nowhere to start because they will want to start him again. He's all blackburn,
1: yeah, and put but him in that a...
0: ten. Put Bellingham back. Put black duck in that ten. Keep bar, keep bar on with with the intent of bringing Roberts on in the second half. And then by the I time people think, are listening yeah. to this on Tuesday, it'll be like confirmed that like Eck was fit, Duck's not fit, and all of these uh, predictions will just be. I don't, that, I don't think
2: I don't think that will be involved. I just think if with a hamstring, why with with obviously we've touched on the strength in those areas, why, yeah, you why don't need that risk. You don't really need to do that. I know it's like the emotional choice, um, but you don't, I don't think you need to do that at this stage. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you you just score well. Let's give him the time he needs to recover. So we've got another fully fit option in that area. Um,
0: Pritchard think,
2: then, yeah, Pritchard. I mean, deserves. Goal, I mean, we've talked about Bar, say, deserves deserve well, Bar deserves to keep his place. Well, we've seen Bar deserves to keep his place, and you could argue that Pritchard's been as good as him in the games he's played recently. So, um, And also, we, we're talking about Bar playing two games and dropping Roberts, who's been, Roberts arguably, be one of our best players through the entirety of the season. Um, in, 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 even in the games where we we didn't pick up results, he's been you know, probably in our top three players probably through the course of the season. So we're talking about two performances from one player, the other lad's not getting back in. So I think whoever he picks, I don't think anybody's going to be like fuming about it, Other, they? They're going to be like, all right, then. Because they'll all get chances through mm-hmm. the season. And, you know, you've played 46 games. So, you know... Th- They'll, they'll get opportunities. It's just how you manage people's ex- the, t- the the players' expectations, isn't it? But I feel like there's a... I feel like there's a like I know as mentioned earlier the, by Mick, um, the sort of people management side of this sort of Mowbray and the coaching team. I feel as though that there's not going to be anybody with the noses severely out of joint if they are, you know, somebody else comes in for them because. I feel there's always a good mentality there in that respect, so I guess we'll see what happens. But mm.
0: how do we see Blackburn start the season? Okay, how do we see them as a threat? I saw, I noticed that a few Blackburn fans in the summer were asking where goals were going to come from. You know, about Diaz, obviously, he's gone, and then a the lovely Brad Ducks come here. Um, Sammy Smollex has arrived, it seems he signed as a goal scoring field and didn't really happen to the extent I thought last season, but he's got two braces already this season. Uh, and he he got a couple towards the back end of last season as well, so he's the main threat for them. Uh, they've got a really attacking right back as well, Callum Britton, so that could be interesting down the left hand side where Clark is. And by all accounts, the handbrakes been off for them this season because a lot of the criticism um John John thomason Thomas and got last season was that he'd made them too cautious, which was you know the opposite of what more is like as a manager. Uh, who was there before, obviously, Um, and they have been just throwing bodies forward at every opportunity. So that will make for an interesting game if they take that tactic against us. Yeah,
3: it'll be interesting if they do that. I mean, I don't obviously watch out your great day to Blackburn, so you've got to go on opinions of people who you think would be a lot more learned about Championship football than yourself. And the podcast I listen to, about Championship football, they're all basically saying that Blackburn last season, the overall league position was quite good and they're in the playoffs for most of the season. However, like you said, Stephen, the football was quite stale at times. The performances weren't great and they had this um, knack, I think, before we played more Boxing Day. They scored the first goal of the one. They've conceded the first goal of the loss. Um, so it was, it'll be interesting to see how much they have changed. I think it would suit us because, as I say, as I was alluding to have ever played, played much better football this season. Um, I think it would suit us, however, though, if it come at us because we've seen time and time again, like we've got a really strong record away from home since Morby's come in, and you know, like if Jack Clark has got space to exploit. And one thing about Barr like he's um, he's absolutely fantastic when he's got like the space to like operate in, as he's proven the last two games, and he can stretch it really well. So that'll be a very interesting, dynamic, if Blackburn for everything at us, and I'm quite excited about Wednesday because I think there's a great opportunity because if we can win or even get a draw, get a positive result. We've then got Cardiff at home. Now, Nova won the last game, but that's only the second win of the season. And then after that, we've got Sheffield Wednesday, who just seem an absolute mess. So we've got a real opportunity, if we can get a positive result on Wednesday, to really, really cement our place up there and they the top of the league. And that's just, as I say, it's a really exciting prospect because we had a great season last season, but there was, this time last year, there was still a bit of turmoil. Then we had that spell with North Strikers where we only won one in eight or something around the autumn period. So to kind of get, uh, hopefully if we can get a, about like 10, like 12 games in and be like so high up the league in comparison to last season, it would just give us a really good foundation. I think that would get the belief around the squad. Um, I don't think the squad lacked belief anyway necessarily, but I think it would increase it even more of the fan base would believe again after we had that slow start. So I just think that we've got a really, really good opportunity in the next few games after we've earned the right to be there, after the great win against Southampton and, and getting that really positive result against Coventry. We've got a really good chance to kick on here.
0: Well, Apparently, they threw absolutely everything at Burr and could have been 5-0 up. And then Burr have got back in with a shockingly bad offside decision.
3: Yeah,
0: it was bad. <laughs> I mean, you forever. think the job one's bad, but Jesus Christ. I mean, the lad's the only person in the six-yard box when a to done yeah, yeah. Uh, or when the ball's put through. Um, but apparently, after that, it was a bit like a um, basketball game where it was just end-to-end. So, it seems like they're really doubling down on this attacking, attacking style, which could make for a fascinating game.
2: I think you know you look at the two teams last year, and I think we we're unlucky really to come away from there with nothing. Oh, we thought it was it a, for that yeah. Place. I mean, it was we should have had a penalty. Um, then Barrett and Diaz went up the other end, direct from that attack, and scored a brilliant goal. And then they had the one which was the the offside free kick um, that they scored from for the second. Um, and then obviously we beat them. So I think that it took them 23 games to draw. I think it was last season, wasn't it? I think they won one, lost one, like you were saying. So, um, but I think you know if that's what we want, isn't we, we want to play against teams who are open? Right. Um, and you know we saw against Southampton how we exploited that. Now I don't think anyone's... I think Southampton are the most open team I've ever seen, um, in any level of football. Like it's quite astonishing. I mean that goal that they conceded. Uh, against Leicester, was it the fourth one where there was like three of them running through together? Yeah. Um, You're like, wow, that's like (laughs) something from like an American kids football film where like everyone seems to be doing like pirouettes and like be running clean through on goal and smashing the ball in. It was like that. It's terrible. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, I think there will be a tougher prospect defensively than that. But the point is, I think the space, if if we're afforded some space, but the attacking talent we've got has been highlighted by most of the people on the pod. And if it's not working, well, all right, someone will come off and someone will come on and have a go. You know, and that's quite exciting, isn't
0: it? And that's the thing with the striker situation again. It's all linked, isn't it?
2: It's all
0: linked because if you don't have them, what do you change it to? What's your plan B? Where, you know, now there are options. Yeah. If, if, If we win, I'm going to be... Really you've just touched on it in the first bit there, I've to say this team could be on the verge of something. If, I think if we go to Blackburn who are playing well and have a good home record, they always have done and and win, then I'll be um I'll be I will be agree. I think it feels like this group are on the verge of something.
2: It's early days, but you look at it and go, How Well
0: look at comfortable. Not, because yeah. we, we come away from that game thinking, you know, me and Mick were were there and we drove back and did that reaction pod just saying how average they were, and we were the better side, but we were worried about us being, you know, mid-table at that point. It was before we brought in some of these signings, etc. Um, but because, basically, despite playing well, we lost to very clearly an average side. We're actually, well, actually, we gauging that wrong, because they've won five out of six of their games in the top of the league. At the moment. The league. They have done the, they have done this before, Preston. I, I feel like in the last 20 years, if ever the society was going to make an early start and win some games and then just tail off it is them. Um, but nevertheless, you know, that was a game we should have won, but the other pace setters at the minute. So maybe we were a bit harsh after that in hindsight.
2: I feel like this but that's been a story through the whole our whole time in the championship since we got promoted last year, though. It's kind of gone well, it's gonna to be tougher, and it has been tougher, and the standards better, and the quality of the opposition's better. However, it hasn't felt as hard as I thought it was going to and the, the better teams, the Midland teams are okay and the better teams aren't as good as I expected them to be and that's generally been the pattern but you have to say that's a lot of it's down to the fact that we've been quite good generally. So, you know, we've we've had a few moments where we've, you know, we've had a few struggles and it's well documented as probably the reasons as to why that is because we've played, you know, what, Sixty percent of the season without centre forwards last year. Fifty percent of the season, really. Um, and we've we got in the tricky spells because of it, and we had some nasty injuries, but um, it we've still competed, and that that's been the positive thing. No matter what you think about, we should have had this, that, the other. We're all, we're always competing in games. It's very rare where we get dominated and turned over. Um. And let's hope that continues this season. It's been a sluggish start, and then we've got got ourselves going. But um, it's early days, isn't it? But like like Mick said, the the next the the next sort of batch of fixtures, you know, and obviously beating Cardiff at home as well, you'd be going, wow, well, home records, you know, ticking the box because it's been. Obviously, losing the first game of the season last year, well, it's been average for a number of years, the home record outside of League One. Even in League One at times, it wasn't great. Um, So, you know, if we can get that going and start winning some games at home. I mean, it was funny. It was our first away win of the season at the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And last year, our away form was, well, as good as anyone, wasn't it, really? Uh, It was in the certainly top three, four teams in the league, wasn't it, I think, our away form, so...
1: I think a lot of that's been unfortunate like Coventry we, you put a number nine in there we win that game yeah. I'm very very confident of that so yeah we've definitely got some building and like it's games like tomorrow like last season I remember as much as this we were on a high and it was momentum going the last few games of the season but go to, like West Brom away and win and like it's unfathomable for a new newly promoted team and then you're like a couple of points away from the playoffs but and like games like that like Blackburn away you win them and you look and you think yeah yeah, this
0: is a team. It, it feels like this is a one that almost, like... Again, I don't want to get carried away. You know, we could get turned over midweek. Right? Yeah. Um, this is Sunderland, after all. Um, you know, Cardiff came did a job with us last season up here. Um, but I feel like this feels like our true course, almost, where that amazing run towards the end of the season without the strike and stuff, you just felt like they were playing above themselves a little bit and you just thought, they can't keep this up. But they did, where it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel unnatural, If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it feels like this. These are the performances, and you know, and this is where we 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 belong to be. Like I, I, I think I predict us we'll to finish seventh this season. I think no, we might just miss out because it'll take some of the newer players a bit longer to settle in and stuff. But I, I feel like we're better than last season.
3: Are I you about agree. First, about the yeah. on, Sorry, sorry yeah. Gareth. Go ahead. No, I was going to say left. I thought
2: we'd finish thirteenth, so <laughs> that's my prediction.
3: It's one of them, I think, as well. Like I think you look at the situation when the season started in terms of the bodies we had in the door, but we just weren't there. But the way we had the windows a lot stronger than I think some of us suggested. But I think last season we talked about the expectation of I agree, Steve, and this is more our level now because this time last year, yes, we knew Jack Clark had a very high ceiling. I don't think we quite expected him to be as good coming from like uh, just six months in League One. We didn't expect Patrick Roberts, again we knew we had a lot of talent but we didn't necessarily expect them to be two of the best wingers in the league and then we, you know what I mean? So, but now we've had them for a year, we know what they're capable of so they've now gone from oh, well, wilver to step up and be as good to suddenly oh, well, orwell the players who you can really hang your hat on over the course of a season and then we've supplemented that with like more talented players and you know what I mean? It just as as you say, it really does feel as all like something something good's building. And even if we do lose a Blackburn, look it's not the end of the world, provided we backed up by Gordon Bait and Cardiff and Sheffield Wednesday, which isn't a given. But we do just need as you say, to keep on the right path and I'm sure we'll have a good season.
0: Yeah. Right. What do people think when we'll finish on some predictions? What are we thinking, Jack? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you've got
1: to go first now it's, it's, it's funny, can, oh, there's positivity now you're asking i like God, no, I'm yeah, uh, get
0: beat
1: 4-0 <laughs> no I do think it'll be a good entertaining game you've got two really decent sides and as you said two sides who are very forward, like, on the front foot they're both want to attack and score goals and probably just outscore each other um, I'm going to go for a two-all draw I
0: oh Jack man you pinched mine Oh. I was going to go
2: two-all as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, there like, you oh, go. We've got three two-alls then. So get your money on that. Mick, full house or not?
3: No, I'm going to go with the um, friend of a pod, Dr. Daniel Howden, PhD, good, bet better, 3-1 Sunderland. Oh, well. Yeah, right. Well, hopefully, hopefully.
0: that two I all just all think it's one of them
3: games good. where they'll come like absolutely at looks like, full like full everywhere. you early on. And we'll nick a couple on the break early on, and they'll nick one a bit later, and then we'll get them on the counter again later on.
0: So three yeah. one. A two yeah. I just I was very specific, but I just I almost feel like I wouldn't be surprised if they went two 0 up, and then we pulled about a two 2 That I'll be good that that for been, like so
2: it's weird that we've got all, three of us have gone for two or so.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I think you know I think it will be I think it'll be fine results. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I'll be, be
3: happy.
2: I'll
0: be happy. Yeah. yeah as long as you be happy. Yeah,
2: Difficult think, place to go, isn't it? Go away, get get draw your games and then you know you like you know, you, you you want to beat Cardiff home, and you back yourself at home, and then regardless of the record over the recent years, you just go right. You you expect to win that game, and then like say Sheffield Wednesday after that, who who, who look like the
0: worst team in the league by some distance. Oh
2: yeah, um, and then you, you go to there say three, and three Sunderland one. Yeah, and then you hope and <laughs> go there and do the business. So you know, you say you take seven points from the next three, you'd be gone absolutely. Thank you very much. So. Okay. But you know, you never know what can happen. But the thing is, with the team, even if we win, lose, or draw, they'll always, they'll always compete, and they'll always work hard, put the shift in, try and do the right things, try and do positive things to win the game. And sometimes that doesn't come off. But we've been fortunate—well, not fortunate enough—we've deserved what we've got, um, and it's come off for us. More often than not, so they've been rewarded for it. But sometimes it will go wrong, but it won't be the end of the world, will it? They'll have another goal the next game and probably yeah. win. So,
0: yeah, definitely. I, I certainly don't feel like if we go there, and if, even if we get turned over, I'll still think we've got enough to make a real push mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't be feeling the same way I did coming back from, from Preston.
2: Long way to like go. go. It's a long, 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 long season, long way to go. All those cliches, yeah. and it's hard, hard to make a judgment, but you have to say. You know, it felt as though it sort of had a bit of concrete in the boots in the first few weeks of the season, whatever that may, reason may have been, and then that's just kind of eased off in the last few weeks, and they've got got themselves going and look like the team that we saw last season. And the positive thing is adding the forwards into the the mix, having those options in forward areas um, to balance that team, um, give people rest when they need, cover injuries, etc. You know, let's hope they they can do the business as well because it's as we've seen it can take months sometimes for players to get up to speed. Um, but that's you know if we've got the squad balance right, we can introduce them in drips and drabs at the right time to get them up to speed. Um, so let's hope we see a bit more of that.
0: Indeed, buy a ticket to the live show.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Friday night before we play at Borough, which is an early kickoff, so that's six. 8th, 6th of oct- October, I want to say. Mm-hmm. It's this Friday the 6th of October sixth,
2: right. um, at Poprex in Sunderland. Um, tickets are £12 plus fees from Eventbrite, or you can go to wisemensay.co.uk and buy tickets there. Guests include Kevin Ball. Darren Williams, is that right, Stephen Darren Williams? Yeah,
0: you said definitely yes, but to remind him later the times. Right. Sounds I'll, sounds promising. <laughs> I'll remind, <I'll> remind him <laughs> this week. I'll remind yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're all like this, the nineties footballers. They all they're all the same. Yeah.
2: Other people as well. <laughs> you Phil Smith probably. Yeah, Nick Barnes is of this world. These types the of people will be milling around. And obviously Pete from Wiseman's say as well. Um and we'll try and uh, produce something that you'll enjoy and then you can just stay out really because it kicks off at half 12 the next day <laughs> there's no point going home really is there <laughs> go to the casino go out go to the casino stay in the casino have your breakfast because they're open 24 7 and then uh go with spoons a few drinks off you go you're in business Beat Middlesbrough. Be
0: in a nice state for the match. Uh, I'm not encouraging.
2: I'm not encouraging people should drink all night and then go to the football. I mean, <laughs> is that bad now? And betting as well. I've just encouraged. Totally, these are all bad things now on they alcohol betting. Things. This will not salt. age well. Yeah. Somebody
0: will listen back to this in 20 Sugar, years.
2: Sugar, salt, <laughs> alcohol, betting. You're not allowed to do anything these days.
0: Uh, in 20 years' time, people will be like, "What? People used to live like this and do this stuff was <laughs> yeah. encouraged and it was all right." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. No. As always with society uh, things change.
2: <laughs> Please gamble responsibly <laughs> and drink responsibly. You know where to go with that, and, to and, and use salt responsibly because it's very bad for your cholesterol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right indeed. well, good chat everybody um, and uh, Matt will be back later on in the week. Hopefully to talk about another positive performance uh, before uh, the weekend's game. Looking good so far as always. Thanks for listening.